Hello, everyone. Welcome to Blue Collar Blacklisted Podcast. We are going to put uh, Captain Reverso in the hot seat this evening for all you Captain Reverso fans. <laughs> Rex is absent today, and uh, we got a new batter up, boys. Say hello. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> hey, we do have an Instagram page up. No thanks to Captain Reverso. Thanks to me. Because I don't have enough to do. So, in fact, I mean, I, I was going to take a picture of our studio and straighten up a little bit. Our studio is kind of a mess. Didn't do that, so perhaps that can wait till next week. Uh, but there is some pictures on there. Yeah. Yeah, not, not a lot. It's, it's getting all kinds of activity. I got a little bit. I think I got one follower. <laughs> yeah. So go to our go to our Instagram and follow us there. And uh but you know what? It's it's blue collar blacklisted Black podcast. Yeah. But you know what? What? I bet after this is published next week, we'll have a lot more followers. Oh yeah, so we should. Yeah. And and if we don't, I'll turn it off and pretend we did and I just got bored with we it. We crashed Instagram. We had some <laughs> yeah, many followers. That, that's yeah. it. Exactly. So uh yeah, what other housekeeping do we have? Uh that's it. Yeah, so uh, I've got uh, to open uh, open up today. I've got uh, the Universal Soldier President Zelensky at the uh, Grammys. Pretty relevant. Oh yeah, an important That's what place to worry about. Yeah, a pretty 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 plenty, a, <laughs> a pretty important place for someone of his stature to be speaking, and to a crowd that's very important. His stature or lack thereof. Exactly. He's a small guy. He's very small. I was looking at a video just a little while ago of him. Sitting in a chair, and it was like Damn. a regular. It was booster it was, seat. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. He should have had a booster seat. It looked ridiculous. He's very small, but uh, yeah. So let's just listen to what he has to say at the Grammys because he's trying to. I guess he's the Grammys is music. Yeah, we we did determine that because I don't know about these award shows. No, I don't either. If Rex was here, he knows about uh, you know, all of the award shows, the soap operas, and all. That that's stuff. why he missed. Yeah, that's why he missed because there was an award show tonight. What was it? The, uh, the Tonys? What, I don't know. He's probably watching The Young and the Restless or something. Yeah, it was a Young and the Restless show. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, uh, go ahead and roll it, Reverso. The war. What's more opposite to music? The silence of ruined cities and killed people. Can you, can you pause that? <laughs> <Our> ch- <laughs> this is the creepiest voice I've ever heard. Is that his real voice? Oh, that's what I was trying to debate. It, it has to be doctored. Well, it's echoing through the, because this is a video of the big screen in the theater, so it's echoing, kind of making it sound different too. I think they're trying to make it sound scarier because yeah. it's in a theater of war. Yeah. He's, he's all right. Roll with it. Sorry. Children draw swooping rockets, not shooting stars. Over four hundred children have been injured, and one hundred fifty-three children died, and we'll never see them drawing. Our parents are happy to wake up in the morning in bomb shelters, but alive. Our loved ones don't know if we will be together again. The world doesn't let us choose who survives and who stays in internal silence. Our musicians wear body armor instead of tuxedo. They sing to the wounded in hospitals, even to those who can't hear them. But the music will break through anyway. We defend our freedom to live, to love, to sound. On our land, we are fighting Russia, which brings horrible silence with its bombs, the dead silence. Feel the silence with your music. Feel it today to tell our story. Tell the truth about the war. 
on your social networks, on TV, support us in any way you can, any but not silence. And then peace will come to all our cities. The world is destroyed. Pause that. So if these dipstick liberal wacko musicians just share their stories, it'll make the world It'll bring stop. peace through their music. Okay. Russia's going to pull out all their troops because <laughs> we're posting on social media. I just don't understand. Uh, okay. All right. Keep it going. This my head hurts. Kharkiv, Volnovakha, Mariupol, and others, they are legends already, but they have a dream of them living and free, free, like you, on the Grammy stage. <laughs> on the Grammy stage. Okay, dokey. This is some serious stuff. Like a, the Grammy like stage or Everything about that was very serious, and you should take it serious too because he said so. They're legends already. I don't know where they're a legend, but he well, said they were. What I take serious is that he's always in a T-shirt. Yes. Every time I see him, he's in a T-shirt. He's comfortable. T-shirts are comfortable. I'm wearing a T-shirt right now. You're you're wearing a T-shirt. He doesn't what, seem to be. Um, what do you got on under that dress, girl? T-shirt. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's nice. That's my Howard Stern. Oh, that's nice. Go ahead and take your shirt off. <laughs> Don't. I'm or not, do. Either I'm one. Not, hey, whatever. I'm, hey, I'm good. I'm good. Whatever's going to make you comfortable. I may turn this heater on here a little bit. My feet are cold. <laughs> I do have some thick socks on. Yeah, so. Which I, you haven't, I haven't personally heard much about this in the last week. I know that now they're saying this is going to be very prolonged. It, it could, it's potentially years that this is going to go on. I oh, guess. is that what they're saying now? That's what I was reading this morning. And so. You know, the, the media was telling you that Russia only had 14 days to, to, before they were out of resources and money and equipment. No. Like always, none of that was real. But we're going to break that down because this is Blue Collar Blacklisted where we will read the news for you so you don't have to. Regularly making sure social media platforms are aware of the latest narratives dangerous to public health. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others uh, if you are for uh, uh, providing misinformation out there. Algorithms, I don't know how they work, but they all do know how they work. The public has a right to know. That's the point that we're making, and we're dealing with a life or death issue here, and so everybody has a role to play in making sure there's accurate information. So now on to some more pressing concerns that I have. I think more realistic concerns. And uh, Bill Haggerty apparently was at the uh, southern border this week. Hey, you know what? What? We should take a trip to the southern border. We should. I would prefer not to. Why not? Uh, there's cartels all over that place. The cartel's going to be in control of the border before it's over with. You realize this. That's what they apparently want. Maybe they already are. We could do an interview. With who? The cartel. <laughs> <laughs> Throw some of that Spanish down. Throw down the Spanish gauntlet. I can say some some terrible things in Spanish that are not appropriate. Really? I think I already did on here. Okay, entonces podemos ir ahí. Uh-huh. Y podemos hablar con ellos. Uh, ¿Cómo estás? Muy bien, sí. Uh-huh. Yeah. Podemos ir tal vez en como dos semanas. Uh, hablar con ellos. Señoritas caliente. Uh, to, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to say the rest. I don't okay. even know how to say that part in Spanish. Okay. Hola, señoritas caliente. Eh? That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> this is on Breitbart. Uh, Senator Bill Haggerty 
<clears throat> says that while the establishment media stay focused on the war in Ukraine, nearly 6,000 miles away, there is carnage happening in America as drug trafficking at the United States-Mexico border translate to more than 100,000 Americans dying every 12 months from drug overdoses. Haggerty, who gave an exclusive interview to Breitbart News following a trip to Laredo, Texas, said he had first visited the border in 19... First visited the border in 1992 when a crisis was mounting with inadequate response from the federal government. Today, Haggerty said the region is far more dangerous with deadly consequences for American countries, cities, and communities. Quote, this isn't folks cutting the line. This is about big-time crime, Haggerty said. The cartels are a multi-billion dollar operation. They operate like an army that is working with a Chinese Communist Party that generates profits for the cartels through fentanyl trafficking. On Sunday, a report out of Ukraine detailing the finding of a mass grave filled with nearly 300 people spread like wildfire across the international media outlets. I'm having a hard time reading this evening. I may have had a stroke. While horrific... <laughs> you wheeze like you could have a stroke at any time, by the way. I forgot to address that before we started. No offense. It's all in good faith. Look, this this stems from a standpoint of love, not hate and disparagement. Is disparagement even a word? It is now. Sweet. While horrific, Haggerty said the number of Americans dying every year from drug overdoses is the equivalent. Quote, the lack of attention on this is really disturbing, Haggerty said. I'm checking my news feed and there's a mass grave uncovered in Kiev last night. In America, we had over 300 overdose deaths. As many deaths last night in America that were found in that mass grave. We have carnage happening in America. I'm hearing that each and every month. I'm sorry. I'm hearing each each month. Every day is worse. Hey, I'm like I said, I'm having a hard time. I had a long day. English and reading was never my strong suit. <laughs> Where were we at? We have carnage happening in America. I'm hearing that each month, every day is worse in terms of overdoses in America. Haggerty continued, from April 2020 to April 2021, the U.S. recorded more than 100,000 drug overdose deaths, the first time in American history that annual drug overdose deaths have surpassed the 100,000 mark. The rate of overdose, overdose deaths is also more than the annual number of Americans who die in car crashes and gun violence combined. Think about that. Wow. Okay, let's, yeah, let's talk about the gun laws. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. So for the people that, that are so concerned with, with life and death in Ukraine, and again, it's sure, if people are dying, that's awful. The rate of overdose, overdose deaths is is also more than the annual number of Americans who die in car crashes and gun violence combined. As President Joe Biden ends Title 42, the border control order that has helped federal immigration officials quickly return border crossers to their native, native countries, Haggerty said the cartels in China are going into overdrive to ship more drugs in the U.S. market while officials are occupied with merely processing border crossers into the U.S. interior. Quote, when Joe Biden collapsed our border... He started what is the next war on America's youth, Haggerty said. It's game on for the drug cartels and the Chinese communists, and it's war on America's youths. Biden officials admit that anywhere from 500,000 to 540,000 border crossers and illegal aliens are expected to show up at the border every month with the end of Title 42. Hang on, hang on, wait. So let's let this sink in for a minute. Biden officials admit that anywhere from 500,000 to 540,000 border crossers and illegal aliens are expected to show up at the border every month mm -hmm. with the end of Title 42. Yes. That's every month. That's that 6 million, million. 200,000. 
a year. Correct. I did yeah. that without a calculator. Did you use calculator? No, I didn't. Yes, you did. I see your phone. No, that's my wife texting me. <laughs> Is she saying anything nice to you? No, because she hates me. What? Is she telling you to come home? No. Did you tell her that you're the star tonight? No. Did you tell her you've got a lot of weight on your shoulders? There's a lot of people listening to what you have to say. Don't feel the pressure. Did you tell her that there's actually uh, sleeping quarters in the studio? No, I did not. Okay. And we have two heaters. Yeah. You know, every week, <laughs> you know, I know that the people listening to the show think I'm this stalwart great person with a, <laughs> with a mind like a steel trap. It feels no pressure. I feel pressure every week. I hate it. I get anxiety sometimes, believe it or not. 540,000 border crossers. Yeah, I mean, what what, it, what what is more of a significant and immediate crisis to the United States of America and American taxpaying citizens, this or what the media is fixated on? Well, obviously, uh, Zelensky at the Grammys. Yeah, dude. And, again, I know people that listen to this are going to instantaneously be mad and may not even make it this far on the podcast because I was saying disparaging things about the universal soldier Zelensky. This is the reality. Dude, the Grammys is not reality. The people that attend the Grammys is not reality. The people that watch the Grammys is not reality. That's dopey, dumb, dumb nonsense. It's kid talk. This is what's happening in your front yard, at your neighbor's house, at your grocery store, in the town next door, this is what's happening all around you. And Absolutely. this is crazy. It says this is the equivalent of the population to the size of Atlanta, Georgia, or Fresno, California, arriving at the border over just 28 to 30 days. And and so then we're going to get to the, to this part. The first of a series of legislative solutions if the GOP takes back the House and Senate next year following November midterm elections, Haggerty said, includes codifying former President Donald Trump's Remain in Mexico, Mexico policy into law, reinstating Title 42. I personally will believe that when I see it because the Republicans have proven themselves on anything border control without Trump being at the helm to be completely feckless. Like Title 42, Remain in Mexico ensured border crossers were sent back to Mexico while awaiting their asylum and immigration hearings in the U.S., effectively ending the catch-and-release policy that allows border crossers to be released into the U.S. interior with only a promise that they show up to their hearings in the future. Finishing construction of the U.S.-Mexico border wall is also a top priority, Haggerty said. Again, believe it when I see it. I found zero wall on Laredo, Haggerty told Breitbart News. Another part of the GOP agenda, Haggerty said, is transparency when administrations are releasing hundreds of thousands of border crossers and illegal aliens every few months into American communities. Quote, I'd like to know our schools need to know how many are coming. Our hospitals need to know. The law enforcement needs to know. It's going to take a toll on our infrastructure, so we must know who is coming to our states. And one of the things, too, uh, uh, JC sent me a, a, a tweet last night from the Washington Post uh, going through the COVID stuff again, the, the preparations for even, it's not, I don't even think it's the BA2 version. There's even a yeah. newer COVID version. Like XE or something. Yeah, like, and because just right on right on cue, we're going to gin this up for, for the midterms. Like, that's, it's bananas. So, but meanwhile, this this is okay. Like, none of these people are vaccinated. They're not vaccinating them. They're not wearing masks. They're not social distancing. Because all, all that has fallen by the wayside until it's, again, politically convenient and expedient for them to implement that, which you're going to probably see over the next, I would, I would guess, in about three to four months. But what do I know? We're dealing with adversaries that are stronger than we've ever seen. Haggerty continued, it's not a matter of more funding for the border and funding technology. We've got to change policies. And couldn't agree more but that's the reality 
And so while all that is going on at the border, uh, Peter Ducey gets this out of Jen Psaki the day before yesterday. Hey, Jen, first on immigration, our team in Texas is uh, saying that you guys are starting to give smartphones to border crossers, hoping that they'll use the phones to check in or uh, to be tracked. Uh, which part of that is supposed to deter people from crossing illegally into the states? Well, I, I think you of all people, since you've asked me a range of questions on this topic over time, would recognize that we need to take steps to ensure that we know where individuals are and we can track in, and we can check in with them. Now, under no circumstance should you take steps to prevent them from even coming in. Yes, having access or definitely don't complete the border wall. That would be a terrible idea. Let's not do that. Let's let's take away the funding, potentially dismantle portions of it, and just let this happen, and I will just give them She funds. got awful testy, too. Oh, she always does. Question, she'll, you know? she'll be gone soon. I don't know if they have a potential replacement of, or if her, uh, the, the assistant, like her backup, yeah. the black woman will take her spot or not. And I, I, I got raked over the coals last time I said it, but I think that that woman is at least easier to look at than, than her personally. And, and she's got a better personality. I'm sorry. Like, dude, she's still a leftist shill, but her personality is not, it's, it's a lot more palatable than I, this woman sucks. Like, I want to ask her why is my taxpayer dollars going to give cell phones to illegals? I'll tell you this, dude. One of the things I've noticed in our industry is that, um, I'm, you know what? Never mind. I'm going to forego that conversation for now. But yeah. So again, you tell me what is more important: this or what the news is telling you to be concerned with. And that's that's what I've always said with more arguing with Ukraine. If the news was focusing on what's really going on, people people would be pissed. And this is exactly what these clowns are doing and much more. But they're also the ones that are telling you to fixate your attention on something that we really have no control mm -hmm. over at all. Like, our, ideally, you would petition your representation to, to, to remedy this immediately. So that's, that's what they do. And here is what the fake president does. So make no mistake, when when you're following the, the, the line that they've set out for people, you know, to guide people along and pull them by the nose ring, this is what the duly elected, completely legitimate 81 million vote recipient, bona fide, real, authentic president of the United States has to say. This war can continue for a long time, but the United States will continue can you pause to stand that? with you. <laughs> That's not what you said a few weeks ago, eh? A hole, got myself. That's not what you said a few weeks ago. Ukraine, Ukrainian people in the fight for freedom, and I just want you to know that. And by the way, if I got to go to war, I'm going with you guys. I mean it. So he's. This is him at the uh, trade union conference, the NABTU. So he's telling his union. And one, as, as a side note, before I forget, he also had had said here he did somewhat of the, like a half creepy whisper, saying Amazon were coming for Amazon. That means you are coming for you because they want to unionize Amazon. And obviously uh, Jeff Bezos being a big leftist and a big leftist donor, I think it's it's funny. Like I'm not a fan of unions, but I think it's hilarious that now there's conflict there, and uh, coming at the uh, direction of a Democrat that he probably helped get elected. Who yeah. is the NABTU? Well, 
they focus on women, people of color, veterans, and the justice involved to gain access to building trades. What is justice involved? It looks like a bunch of, honestly, in the picture, it looks like a bunch of idiot cross-dressing, confused, moron, pervert, Democrat, nutjob, wackos to me. That sums it up. Yeah, perfectly. so they kind of put it, it's a union that puts a premium on in- inclusivity. Yeah. Or it's of what you're... That, yeah. 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 Because it, it looks like some, like a uh, purple-haired, overweight, horn-rimmed glasses bull dyke in the picture. Yes. So that's who Joe Biden wants to go to war with. <laughs> yeah. What kind of war exactly are they fighting again? Against. They're not fighting. Conservative well, culture. Well, t- to yeah. be honest, the dyke looks more formidable to me physically than Universal Soldier Zelensky. Yeah. Yes. You guys do know the reference to Universal Soldier, correct? No, I'm just going with flow. Are you just kidding? Dude. You? No. Universal Soldier, Jean-Claude Van Damme. It's like a generic Terminator kind of thing. But I don't think they're robots, though. They were like... No, the robots and the red hair that we just watched a little bit ago. No, the robot will come up when we discuss election fraud <laughs> from Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> okay. He's the real robot. Everybody knows he's a robot. Yeah, yeah. And uh, next, we've got the Gateway Pundit. Big shocker there. Democrats implicated uh, Georgia ballot traffickers were using Democrat officials' offices as stopping points during ballot drop runs. <clears throat> In late January, film producer Dinesh D'Souza released a trailer for his upcoming movie, 2000 Mules. True the Vote has been working with Dinesh D'Souza to create the bombshell movie that uses footage and tracking data they obtained of ballot boxes in key states across America used to steal the election in 2020. 100% fed up added this is on this on the investigation in January using commercially available geo-tracking cell phone data. True the Vote was able to take footage from drop boxes across America in key states like Georgia and others to track over 2,000 mules wearing gloves and disguises to ballot boxes. In early January, the Gateway, Gateway Pundit reported to our readers that our organization agreed to hand over exclusive video from a major battleground state to True the Vote for their ballot trafficking investigation in the 2020 election. Gateway Pundit shared never-before-seen ballot drop box surveillance video, 24 terabytes of footage with the Election Integrity Group in their ongoing investigation. Special thanks to Patty McMurray at 100% Fed Up for her assistance in this agreement. The investigation is ongoing. The movie is set for a spring release. That brings us to today. On Sunday, Turning Point USA founder and president Charlie Kirk was in St. Louis and joined Joe Hoff from the Gateway Pundit and Real Talk 93.3 to discuss the 2020 election and related topics. During the interview, Charlie Kirk says he spent time with Dinesh D'Souza, the producer of 2000 Mules. Charlie then dropped this bomb. Charlie Kirk, you have the surveillance video that Dinesh is using in his upcoming movie where people are coming out of the car with piles of ballots. Illegal. You cannot do that in Georgia. Stuffing them into ballot boxes funded by Mark Zuckerberg coming night after night after night. The same guys. They're wearing latex gloves on camera. After they put the ballots in the drop boxes, they take off the latex gloves because they don't want fingerprints on the ballots, and they take pictures of every ballot. And you'll see this in the video footage. I had a six-hour meeting with Dinesh Souza and I saw the evidence for myself. I was really skeptical at first, and we dove into it, and I was blown away at how the sophisticated technology they, they used to be able to track these people using cell phone technology because your cell phone is letting off a ping every three to five seconds. You can go buy those pings off of certain geographic areas. They saw that some of the mules would visit these drop boxes every night, 
and then go to Stacey Abrams headquarters and then go back to the drop boxes. So wow. wow. Yeah. Which there's, there's more. Um, I'm waiting to see some different, different things transpire. So, um, there'll be more next week, which that there's one that's, it should be, I want to say it's going to come out this month. Uh, it, it should be out by the end of this month. The one that specifically, and I can't remember the name. I should have it dealing with Zuckerberg's involvement in the election and the things they did to help rig it, which I, I've said this since the beginning. Is it called like face off or something? Mm-hmm. No, that was Nicholas Cage. Oh, the, <laughs> the dude. Yeah. So I forgot what I was saying. There's one coming out this month with yes. Nicholas Cage. Yes. And so, no, <laughs> damn it, dude. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but it deals specifically with that. And after that comes out and we all watch it, I'm going to go back and reiterate what we said at the very inception of this podcast. Get the hell off of Facebook and stay off of it. Uh, and that's I know that's richly hypocritical, seeing that they own Instagram and we just started Instagram. But, hey, listen, that's off-site. I don't have nothing to do with it. That's third party. Y'all can get your information stolen. Are they going to let this movie out and be played to the public since they're so... Censor and everything else. I mean, or, it, or are we going? To well, I mean, be, you're going to see it in like a theater, obviously, but uh, yeah, there'll be different hosts and stuff like that. It should, it'll be accessible and for then sure. If this comes out and it's this bombshell evidence, like they're saying, clear cut, what are people going to do? Are Nothing. Going to watch it and be like, oh well, hey, not exactly what I've been saying yeah, I mean, the whole time. Well, the, they're going to roll over. You're going to see the belly of the dog, and everything is going to remain the same. Well, the the. Let's hear to, it. To be just, well, I mean, tell me where I'm wrong. The thing is, is, and you're going to see it when you're when they're talking about this evidence. The evidence is like cell phone ping data. That's not something that you can just grab thousands of records overnight. That's not a thing that happens fast. And when you're dealing with the amount of like the uh, the audit in Arizona took months because you're looking at so much different data sets. These things don't occur quick. And Again, the reality is when when they pulled this off, you're talking about so many different counties alone. So rules down to the county, different municipalities, and states. And they're going to fight you tooth and nail in every instance. So it's not like it's this one homogenous, easily accessible data set that everybody has access to. Oh, we can point to this here, here, and here, and it was set up that way. So I don't really necessarily think at this juncture it's important to, to think what people are going to do because obviously you're going to have disinformation agents, the entirety of the legacy media say, t- trying to discredit the information that's being presented just like they did with the Hunter Biden laptop. And now look what happened. It's real. People are talking about it. People are talking about the things going on with Disney. P- people are aware of the things that are going on. Um, Isn't it going to be harder to discredit pings and actual physical data from all these people? I mean, how, Absolutely, how, how it's going to be more difficult to, to discredit that. Yeah, that and so if, if they can disseminate that information to any effective and meaningful degree, and they will, people are going to see it. And this is the thing that Buford is discounting. I know why you're saying that, but the reality is there is a correlation between the level of discontent in this country and the willingness to be open to new information. People that may have even voted for Joe Biden, when they're, they're sick and tired of gas prices, food shortages, inflation, Dude, I priced a new set of tires today. I paid last year for five tires of the same size. I paid less for five what I'm paying for four. Like, that, it's ridiculous. And that's everything. And so, like, what I was saying, there's, there's that level of discontent is 
people are going to want answers. And when they start to think about it, Joe Biden's was last here during the primaries. The Democrat Party itself didn't want him, but in quick in quick order, he became the most. Sadly for them, he became the most most viable candidate they had. He could not win. He couldn't. It's, it's mathematically impossible for for somebody as inept, old, corrupt, and with terrible policy and prone to gas to beat Donald Trump. It wasn't possible. It didn't happen. They cheated. Already 50% of the population minimum polling shows, proves, 50% or more of the country believe the election was not free and fair, that, that it was rigged in favor of Joe Biden and he wouldn't have won otherwise. So, so if- it, and I can't speak for everybody, but I can say this. The level of discontent that we're already seeing is going to become more severe until until they're gone. So people are going to be more perceptive too. And again, you have... Uh, you've, got, you've got people, Kemp being one of them. Kemp and his attorney general shut down election integrity today because they were going to have to examine more of what happened under their watch. So they nixed it. And Kemp, to, lest you forget, was endorsed by, by Trump in 2018. Uh, the Biden administration, one of their appointees for the election commission, is on record in congressional hearing today being questioned by Ted Cruz, saying that she believed votes were changed on machines in that election in Georgia in 2018, she you you believe that it happened then, but you say it didn't happen now. You, that's a, that's an undeniable instance that she she says that can happen. Mike Lindell is insane for suggesting that votes switched. I don't know if they did or not. I know that we all saw the the footage of them changing on TV. They were here mm-hmm. and then they changed. Then we also saw the dumps that that created the crazy Sports. graph that we saw. Absolutely. So. What is it going to say for public perception when their Federal Election Commission appointee agrees or, or is on record signed off saying that she believes those votes were changed in those machines in the governor's race in Georgia in 2018? What, what is the public going to think about that when they're starting to see evidence like this? The elections aren't fair. They, the elections need to be dialed back. Paper ballots, if they have to be. There's too much... Ele- <laughs> It's a simple process that, that they've overcomplicated for the purpose of cheating, is what my opinion is. And again, nobody has to take my word for it. I'm, I'm not involved in the election process. More of us need to be. But I, the idea, I, I, I don't, personally, I, I, I feel like when we're saying, oh, people aren't going to do anything, if you're looking for people to be immediately spurned into mass violence, no, that's not going to happen. And I don't think that that's a reasonable reaction. A reasonable reaction would be what... I'm not saying mass violence. I'm I'm saying any action. Get off your phone. Get off well, your couch. Well, get out from behind the TV. So, well, one of the do re- something again. W- w- the the Dan Schultz episode has it as of this recording hasn't aired yet. But one of the things that it's almost finished. Well, in, in spite of some of the the rhetoric that he that he had, but I'm leaving a lot of it in there because a lot of it needs to be heard. Either way, a lot of those those precinct commitment spots are being filled by America first people and they don't like it, but that is happening in record numbers. And because if you go look at leftist media, they're describing his strategy and they hate it and it's working. And they think the people, the America first people, they think they're crazy. They hate them just like they did Donald Trump because it turns over their apple cart. And that's exactly what America needs is the lower levels to be infused with 
America first people that are concerned for their children's educations, that's concerned for the America for America's future and concerned with getting back to foundational principle. That's that's what it needs to be. So um and, and I think this is going to reinforce and bolster that. I th- and and re- ultimately, to sit and complain and say, okay, nobody's going to do anything. Man, I get why you're like, cool. I'm not I mean, complaining. I'm just saying, going back to January 6th, there was probably what? I'm complaining. Less than a tenth of a percent of the people there that probably really thought that that election was stolen. Wait. They, they, they couldn't. You know, oh, you're saying only 10% of the people? No, oh, no, there was way less than, than that. Less, I said less than a tenth of the percent. Oh, yeah, you know, I agree with that. No, so, that's accurate, sure. So, uh, Well, I mean... When it was you, that blatant and it was that on everybody's minds then and they still couldn't get up and do anything. What's they could, make, they chose not to. go to their state capitol now and, con, you know, and try to rally or complain? Well, I, I that's ha- the thing. They're not yeah. going to because they have it too good. And even if they're faced with some inconvenience or or even if they have some mild discomfort, they're still not going to do anything. I, I think that, well, number one, you said a rally. A, and, and I have to agree with Dan Schultz on this one, is that are the rallies, while they, they're, they're a bellwether and a measuring stick for public opinion, they don't equate to anything of substance as far as policy change and long-term sustainable difference. So that will be achieved by people like us and people like listening to the show going to their local Republican Party meetings and getting involved at every level and making sure that you're not following the coercion of establishment-type people at any level of governance that it's always policy that that puts America first, that it has to be hub-centric to core values of America first, closing our borders, law and order, common sense, anti-communist, Chinese Communist Party, period. That's the sustainable change that people need to see. And so can can people do that? Absolutely. And I I I would make the, or submit the point of contention that that is an easier thing to do than going to a rally in Washington, D.C. that's controversial. And one of the things that, that I recall about that the most is people thought they would get beat up by Antifa. You thought that. I had to hold your hand multiple times. Oh, whatever. But, 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 <laughs> but either way, and I was happy to do that. It was fine. But A little too happy, actually. Yeah, whatever. Again, look, man, I was there. Like, I get it. I, I share that frustration. But at the same time, like that was relatively short order to put something like that together, uh, which kind of make it made it difficult for, for, for some people. I mean, for some people, but then yet I just remember the single mom that came from California with what, three or four of her kids. Yes. And somehow they made it all the way across, but Joe smoke couldn't get off his rear end and i mean that's i mean that, that you, you do have a strong point and, there in pennsylvania and drive two hours to dc and do something yeah but again i i don't think that that is the the end all be all measuring stick as far as what people will and won't do and again certain types of people are going to be more acclimated to, to to being involved in the election process and again that's and, and and the reality is the only thing that could have made a difference at the juncture of january 6th and more people yeah, well, that's true. I agree, and I've said that this whole time, and I, I agree with that. But that look, that didn't happen 
It just didn't. And so it's more and more information. And so that's the thing, though, like, uh, and maybe this is a really terrible analogy. You know you have a liver. Like, everybody has a liver. But to see, you know, like, to, to see when they're operating on somebody and sees, you know, the internal organs, like, oh, this is how this works. This is what this looks like. Mm, this is kind of disturbing. People know the election was stolen. When they break down and start to show how the money moved, the exact processes that were used at different locations, different tactics for different things, and all the things, how they worked in conjunction, it was a complicated process. Some of it was haphazard. Some of it was long-term thought out. Some was electronic. Some was physical. There was a lot of variables in how this happened. So that being the case, it's kind of the same thing. Like, when people start to see the inner workings of how this works, they're going to get pissed off. They're going to realize, I have to do something. America is the greatest country on the planet. It's the greatest country that's ever existed. It is still comprised of, of, of great people. It's still com- comprised uh, of intelligent people, hard people. They're there. Like People, people are only going to take this for so long. This is the United States of America. People will only take this stuff for so long before they before they go at it with reckless freaking abandon. I promise you, like, I, I assure you. No, I mean, I just, I just think that, I, I, dude, America has probably been, they've been counted out more than this. So that, that's just my opinion, man. It can change by the day, but, um, I, I mean, I still believe, man, I, I, I have to be optimistic about it. Like, and, and I'll waver like anybody, man. Like, I, I have ups and downs as far as my opinion, as far as the long-term outlook of this country, but... There's still very ingenious people here, crafty people. You look, man. Think here's here's the best way I can say this. Two years ago, two and a half years ago, think you know, two years into Donald Trump's term, everybody's riding high. We were right. Everything was great, right? Yeah. We we're right there. Like everything's like that wasn't that long ago. We will get back there. We will. I guarantee you this. I promise. Is people are people gonna have to do hard work? Absolutely. We're gonna get back there. That's that's all there is to it. This is temporary, which my other opinion, you being Jewish, you would not like. But uh, ultimately, um, it's all right. You can say it. We're, we're all here for what I mean. It's my opinion, like which I believe is the absolute one hundred percent truth. We're all here for one reason, and uh, you know, there's there's one way in my worldview for eternal salvation and. That the, the ultimate escape to all this is is that conduit to Jesus Christ. That's just my opinion. Yeah, and and that's why I'm saying it's gonna get worse before it gets better, and this I, is just the beginning. I, I well, a lot of people think that you know biblical prophecy is being fulfilled. I know that that Americans don't give up near this easy. Like it looks like it, and it seems like it, but there's they don't. They they just. I mean. Oh, Do you, you got the soy generation coming up that was raised on the soy milk. I don't think they really want to fight. They don't care. They just bury their heads in their phone and whatever happens, happens. And you have this generation that stays on the phone with each yeah. other all night. <laughs> you got a kid. Can we tell the story or no? Yeah. <laughs> this is. Yeah. Hey, this I, is from our listeners. I need some, I need some help here. This is, this is probably one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. I, I, I was shell shocked. I, I need some help here. I, I I I discovered parents out there. Tell me if you have discovered this. If you have a teenager that says it's it's what everybody is doing now, where they actually leave the phone on all night. 
with someone else on the other line for like seven, eight hours. Like go to sleep with the telephone on. No talking. It's just on. No talk. Like yeah, they just can't bear to, <laughs> to hang up. <laughs> to yeah. Hang up. Oh yeah, I mean they hear you snoring, farting, whatever you're gonna do at night. Wow. Getting up to take a leak. Yeah. <laughs> like I hear you snoring on your end. Yeah. <laughs> like. And then you hear like. Could you imagine hearing him snore? I mean, I can hear him breathing in the mic. Imagine hearing him snoring at night. As- do you have asthma? Do you use a CPAP? Yeah. I'm gonna get you an inhaler. I'm gonna get you I, an oxygen machine. I think I'm gaining weight again. I think I'm, it's your mustache. Or I'm getting ready to have a massive heart attack and die. So. Oh, I thought you were gonna say you're gonna have a baby. I didn't know. <laughs> it could have been the vaccine. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, you didn't do that until you got the vaccine. Now to think about it, that. Boom roasted. Yep. Yep. Problem solved, dude. Mm -hmm. You need to take Dr. whatever his name is, Z-Pack. Yeah. I saw that on the internet. It undoes the COVID. Dr. Oz. No. Not that guy. Yeah. Somebody else. He's running for election. His his pill combo will eradicate the COVID vaccine from your system, it says. In fact, I'm going to stop talking about that because it's quack stuff. I I wouldn't mind pushing quack stuff for a little bit of money. Show me the money. Anyway. Where were we at? That so does anybody have children that sit on the phone and maybe we should try it as an experiment. Just nothing gay. I thought y'all already did that. Just you know you know how usually like you hang up first, you hang up and then, you know boom, I hung up. Yeah, go ahead and send that email to instead of info, go ahead and send that to to uh Buford. B U F O R D at uh commonmanscommonsense.com. That's my personal email don't share that to everybody but uh <laughs> don't tell anybody i gave that to you but go ahead and send that over to me and anybody else you can email bcbl info at bcblpodcast.com yeah so next up uh they had a party at the white house to celebrate the anniversary of the passage of Ob- the anniversary of the significance significance of the passage of time no it wasn't that it was an anniversary of uh, the passage of, pardon me, Obamacare. It, I had some. It, ca- is, the, it is that disgusting that it, it makes. Well, you know. those weren't disgusting. I had some Captain Wafers crackers, courtesy of Buford. They were delicious. That was courtesy of our sponsor, Captain Wafer. <laughs> Look, if any of you out there work for a company that wants to sponsor Blue Collar Blacklisted, hit us up, and you can hear me talk about whatever you want, <laughs> whatever you want to pay me to talk. about. Yeah. Or, no, no, no. Buford has a radio voice, so he can do a sample. So percent, pretend you're going to sell uh, Milo Sweet Tea. Milo Sweet Tea, refreshing ice sweet tea to quench your thirst on a hot summer day. Bluebell, just like the good old days. I Try don't that even one. drink sweet tea, and I'm ready to buy a gallon. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Dude, That people, folks, listen, that could be you. That could be your brand, Bang, right there. Blue collar, blacklisted, roasted. Mm-hmm. We do have commercial spots available, though. Blue collar, blacklisted, boom, roasted. That's what they're calling it. They're calling it boom, roasted, believe me. So, That's our new coffee brand coming out. Dude, that would be awesome. Boom, roasted. <laughs> Not available in decaf. <laughs> How come we never thought of this before? It's brilliant. That's we just brilliant. did. It's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, look for it at your local Publix, Kroger, 
and Jiffy Lube. <laughs> well, you'll just see the tag on the shelf. It won't be in stock because uh, bare shelves bided. That's what we're calling it, bare shelves bided. Uh, so, yeah, Obama comes out for the for the anniversary of this, and I'm sure that a lot of listeners have seen this video. And Joe Biden, is it's, it's so terrible. It looks like a, a, your great-granddad that's lost, that got left, you know, at the supermarket or something. He's totally <laughs> confused. It's awful. Like, if he wasn't such a dirtbag... I feel sorry for him. I, well, Reverso said that he felt sorry for him. Anyway. No, I said... It was sad. No, you said it was sad a minute ago, though. Because the way he's... Yeah. I mean, it is sad. He's an old man. Albeit he's sad a... Sad cr- for the country, not for that dirtbag. <laughs> no, it's not sad for the country. He had the most votes ever. So, yeah, the I mean, country's happy with yeah, this election. The country's happy. That, that they willfully made. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this, so oh, this is prior to, to what I'm about to describe, but Obama's working the room, and, and Biden's trying to get his attention, even had his hand on his shoulder, like, Barack, Barack, and dude, he just, because Barack Obama, I don't care what anybody says, and, and obviously I'm stating the obvious, is horrendously egotistical. You know, they talked about Trump being like a, a an egomaniac and these different things. Barack Obama is is at least just as bad. And Donald Trump does have an ego. No, no doubt. Don't care. Barack Obama does too. The difference is that, you know, Donald Trump loved the country and tried to do right by the voters. This guy is a communist sack of garbage. So he's a hot, steamy pile. Um so yeah, he's working the room, like acting like a complete and total celebrity, which to be fair, he is. And Joe Biden's wandering around being completely ignored. And it's weird because you can see the Secret Service around Obama. I didn't really see anybody around, no. around Joe Good Biden. Good point. So the, it's like Good that. point. So you see who's being protected. Absolutely. Um, so this is uh this precedes that. So you've got Obama at the lectern and off to his right is our left, uh, Kamala and Joe, and uh, just listen to what he has to say here. Vice President, that was a joke. That was all set up. My President, Joe Biden, Vice President Harris. So one of the things you'll notice, so he says that, and he goes over and shakes Joe's feeble hand, and they're both limp-wristed pennywaist, by the way. And, like, Kamala Harris, like, it looked like he was going to go for her hand. You notice she jerked both hands back and shook her head. Did you did you catch that? I did not. Watch, watch it again. And I'm not a body language expert, but just watch it. Vice President Biden, Vice President. That so you're shaking her head? Yeah. Yeah. She has, she has that fentanyl on her hands, and if uh, it touches him, yeah, she's like, oh, no. That was all set up. 
No, that definitely wasn't set up because he almost said Vice President Biden, then Vice President Harris. Harris. That's what he almost said. Yes. So, which part of it probably is that he's used to referring to him as Vice President, but I guarantee you he still looks at him kind of in that capacity because I guarantee you there is a lot of shots he's still calling. I don't, I don't, I believe he's calling a lot of the shots. I think he's running things personally. And I hate For seeing sure. him. I, I don't like seeing him. I, I dude, I hate his his uh, body language. Like you, can, the arrogance is is evident even in his body language alone. But uh, we could have filed that under the adults are back in charge, but we did not. And so I don't have anything specific on Kamala Harris this week. Just know that she said something really stupid somewhere and made a fool of herself. Didn't see it. Don't know what it was. Guarantee it happened though. And then we do have. Biden tells story about, quote, Big Mama and how he used to drive an 18-wheeler. And for those that don't know, we've talked about this before because he's made this claim, like most lies that he tells, he's made this claim several times. He's never driven an 18-wheeler. And so he rode from Delaware to Ohio sometime in the 70s when he was a senator with a trucker one way, then flew back to to Delaware. And here he he says that he drove the truck, which is also not true. So uh, let's check it out. Workforce is getting older. Not that I am, but they are. <laughs> I used to drive a truck. It's a long story. Anyway, it's getting hard. And I thought I was going to get to drive one of these suckers today. <laughs> dude, this guy is so yeah. senile. It's terrible, dude. It is. I thought, okay. Because he's like, he's not joking. Like, he, he literally thought he was going to get to drive one. So, scroll down. Goodness. It's it's a long story. No, it doesn't sound like it is. <laughs> Won't you go ahead and tell it? The idea. I remember, I'm going to digress for one second. I, uh, I got a commercial license because my dad used to run an automobile agency. And I used to have to go up to the body shop up in Philadelphia from Wilmington. And when they'd order a, a trailer or a cab, I just, they'd sell the cab. And so I had to have a license to be able to drive it up and back. And so during the trucker strike years later, when I was a young senator, I was a, there was a guy who uh, ran steel from Deemer Steel out to Ohio. And uh, so I decided to ride out with him to see what it was like in the strike. And I was driving, going through Shiloh, Ohio. And, uh, and we, he, he was, his handle was Big Ten. And remember, everybody, all the truck stops were being blockaded at the time during the strike. And he, uh, he called. He said, Big Ten wanting to come in. I forget exactly how he said it. And the, and the only woman truck driver ever knew I met that day, she said, this is Big Mama, no room. <laughs> Swear to God, true story. Swear to God. He said, you he should said, stop swearing to God, dude. I've got a United dude. States senator driving my truck. She said, I got the damn president of mine, so what? I'll never forget that. I was a very powerful guy. Anyway, that was the first woman trucker I met. I'm pretty sure that's the plot, part of the plot to Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I think that he saw Big Marge. Did Big Mama's eyeballs pop out? Wait a minute. Hold on. You've never seen Pee-wee's Big Adventure either. You, you, You clowns. I quit. So my big March joke bombed. I quit. <laughs> that means we're moving on to the... Oh, wait, wait. No, it's not done. 
I made my, <laughs> and I'm embarrassed by it, but I did it. So I'm going to tell you about it anyways. I made my first meme ever. It's on our Instagram and it's about this. Boom. Check it out. You and, don't have to check it out right now. you have right to now. go there to see it. Yeah. yeah. I know. Gonna, that's what I'm saying. You have to yeah. go there to see it. Well, you can see Big Marge because I edited him next to Big Marge yeah. from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. So check it out on our Instagram page. And I might, I, I, to, I, I talked about it on the show before, how I was raised. Uh, my dad, uh, during the Clinton era, had uh, we had a, a, a LTD. And I went to... Is, I, that, is that like... It's a, it's a large, it was a... It was a, a LTD, Ford LTD, it's a very large 70s era car. It's huge. And so some cars from that era would have, like mainly the Lincolns uh, and some of the Mercury's would have a Continental kit. The spare tire would be on the back or it would be inside the deck lid so the deck lid would be curved to accommodate the tire inside it. And he made his own quote-unquote Continental kit out of a toilet seat and a, a picture of Bill Clinton with fake urine. I will take a picture of that and put it on our Instagram so you can see it. That So I went to what was primarily a black school and so all they would know is like, hey, this honk's dad is like rolling up an LTD. And it's like, I don't know, I guess it was a kind of cool car to to them. And uh, <laughs> as you pull away, it's got a freaking toilet seat with Bill Clinton's face into the pres- <laughs> the president at the time. So, yeah, and, and I actually have it. So that would be, that thing's been in my life for, so I'd be like 1992-ish. 92. So that's wow. that's 30 years. Yeah. Right? It's about 30 years old. This I'll tell you what, dude. I just had to buy a toilet seat today. This one's still in existence. Maybe I should take <laughs> take that quality <laughs> seat out and paint it and use it. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, I'm going to put it on our Instagram. So you guys can check it out there. And maybe I'll put a picture of Reverso with the on-air sign. No? Yes, maybe? Maybe. Oh, sweet. We got a maybe. Okay, cool. So that leaves us with just one thing left for this evening. It's been a quick evening. Maybe, maybe not. I think it feels like it has. It is time. <clears throat> Let me try to do my Buford voice. <clears throat> yeah, this weekend, idiot. This weekend, idiot cross dressing, confused moron, pervert Democrats, nut job wackos. Give it your best radio shot. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We'll all three introduce it. Please email us and tell you which introduction you like the best. That means if your initials are JC, GB, BW, JO, I'm just thinking of people I know. <laughs> BO, <laughs> STD. I, okay. All right. Listen, I'm talking to everybody. Tell me who you like, who, whose introduction, introduction is the best. Who wants to go first? This week, an idiot, cross-dressing, confused, moron, pervert, Democrat, nutjob, wackos. Your turn. This week, an idiot, cross-dressing, confused, moron, pervert, Democratic, nutjob, wackos! Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, this week, an idiot, cross-dressing, confused, moron, pervert, Democrat, nutjob, wackos! No, 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 no. You, you you threw a twist in there. I did? Yeah. What'd I do? This week, an idiot cross-dressing, confused, moron, pervert, Democrat, not job, black That's one of the scariest things I've ever seen in my life. That was weird. 
We have a winner. Y'all ready for this? I'm glad that was funny because this isn't. Disney cruise ship employee caught on camera molesting 11-year-old girl in an elevator. Disney security guard investigating sexual assault told, quote, keep your mouth shut. Disney quietly flew accused molester to India. Wow. And again, we, we talked about these guys last week. They're really hot in the news right now. One of the reasons I was saying what I said earlier about people's level of awareness, I'm hearing things about Disney. Like a lot of these social issues, I'm hearing from things from people that were either not political or were left-leaning, and they're not happy. They're all talking about boycotting Disney. So basically, I hope they boycott it, and I hope it goes bankrupt. Well, see, one of, one of the things, man, I, and I, I'm going to do my best to not get off on a huge tangent. We we cut the content back tonight a little bit for a couple different reasons. So maybe I, I've, I've allowed myself a little time to expound on some things. But and forgive me, I'm sure I've talked about this on here before. But <sighs> let me think how I'm going to word this. I know plenty of people that that continually make exceptions. Uh, the, the kids want to go there. I'm trying to remember who who what which one of my friends was the, the most recent to, to go to Disney because the kids want to go to Disney. And the answer is no. If you want this, to, you cannot continually put money in the pockets of the nut bar whack jobs that are pushing the sick stuff. The, the what equates to it's, it doesn't equate to is grooming. Conditioning children for molestation. That's what it is. And uh, Donald Trump Jr. on Instagram, by the way, uh, he had one of like a gift card for Disney. And this stuff's been going on a long time, but like the imagery that is in some of their stuff, it's really disturbing. I meant to, to pull it. If you went to our Instagram, you could show him. Um, I think, yeah. So it's like Mickey and Minnie Mouse hugging in her dress, the way it's fashioned with her arm, it looks like a penis. Which is pretty, and there's a lot of that type of imagery, like Fantasia and stuff. Apparently, hang on. So this is on the gift card of Disney. Yes, like it's not. It's not a, a fake thing. Yeah, it's not a meme. It's not. No, no that's that. Look, well, you can see that was bought off the off the hook at wherever it was available for sale. So check it out. Look at it. You're yeah. I see that, but that's not edited. That's a th- that's authentic. Seriously. Yes. Wow. Yeah, so um, that's that's Disney. And, and my point being... I saw that come through the text thread, but I just thought it was... Yeah. I thought it was a joke. No, there's a lot of imagery like that, and, and there's a lot of hidden things. And it's weird because... Well, I don't want to get into the consp- conspiratorial aspect of some of those things, but it's it's very peculiar. And, and that, dude, there's a lot of sick things that go on, obviously, but... This instance here, which this is a little bit older, this story is resurfacing. So, while Disney makes headlines for its support of LGBTQ plus kids and condemns Florida lawmakers for their recently passed anti-grooming bill, it's important to remind the public of Disney's history, by the way, this is on 100percentfedup.com, of covering up pedophilia within their company. It seems to be on trend that they want to perpetuate the sexual grooming of children. Back in 2014, a Disney Cruise Line steward, 36-year-old Ahmed Sofian, 
was charged with two counts of molestation and one count of false imprisonment after holding a 13-year-old girl in an unoccupied cabin and molesting her. When the story was released, an ex-Disney cruise officer spoke out, reporting a similar instance of child molestation that Disney authorities ordered her not to report just two years prior. So this is two things. We're getting a daily double here of molestation from courtesy of Disney. <clears throat> and it... Let me finish the story first. I'm sorry. Dawn Taplin, the first female security officer at Disney and second in the entire cruise line industry, was on the cruise ship where this occurred. In 2014, she revealed Disney's previous molestation cover-up. In 2012, a Disney cruise ship employee was caught on camera molesting an 11-year-old girl in an elevator. Disney authorities allegedly did not allow security to report the incident. There's a photo from the security camera. Taplin interviewed the young victim after she and her grandmother reported the crime to guest services. The security officer, who had 17 years of experience as a police officer, found the surveillance footage extremely troubling. The molestation occurred while the cruise ship was still docked at Port Canaveral in Florida while passengers were still boarding. Taplin recalls that they weren't going anywhere for another two hours or so. Since they were still on U.S. land, Taplin notified the ship's second-in-command and offered to call her FBI contact. However, she did not get the response that she anticipated. I was ordered not to make any phone calls, do anything at all. Nothing, period, recalled Taplin. She said that she was told, just keep your mouth shut. It's a crime. I'm sorry. If a crime is committed while you're hooked up anywhere here, it is an American. It is the United States. It is a Florida crime, said Taplin. The ship then departed that afternoon with the suspected perpetrator, Milton Braganza, still on board, leaving other children at risk of falling victim to the same employee. Disney had put its reputation ahead of the children's safety. The following day, after the cruise ship had left U.S. waters, the Disney Cruise Line finally notified the Port Canaveral Police and the U.S. Coast Guard. However, the case was passed to the Royal Bahamas Police Force. I wonder how they handled it. Do you have any experience with dealing with law enforcement in the Bahamas? <laughs> Yes, it can uh, be swept under the rug very easily. What what does it take? A couple bucks? Yeah, yeah or yeah, mm -hmm. maybe some Aunt Mary Jane. Yeah. In my professional and personal opinion, I think they wanted to get outside of the United States limits and get them off the ship in the Bahamas and just leave it alone. Taplin said. Once the ship arrived in Nassau. Braganza admitted to the act he was accused of, but the victim's grandmother chose not to prosecute. It is unclear why the family chose to step away from the case. Later, Braganza was flown back to his home country of India at the expense of Disney. The company both arranged and paid for his flight. He's a younger guy. Like, looks like a... Yeah, looks kind of like an average dude. But the former security officer believes that Disney would have gotten away with it if they weren't... If they were... I'm sorry. Disney wouldn't have gotten away with it if they were Americans. One week after the incident, Taplin resigned from the Disney Cruise Line after working with them for nine months. Disney has shown us that it will put its reputation above all else, a trait most recently exhibited by CEO Bob Chapek. Chapek recently gave in to left-wing pressure and condemned Florida's anti-grooming bill, which is meant to protect young children from woke adults who want to teach kindergartners about sexual orientation and convince them that they might be a different gender than they think. Gender is not real. It should read that they're a different sex. And what they think. What the public is seeing more and more is that Disney will set aside moral judgment and prioritize its public image above all else. Which I don't I mean. That's uh, again, for as much as they they they're obsessed, obviously. Which say, obviously their their whole theme is is based in 
for children, and this is what you allow to happen. Like it's what else has happened that you've swept under the rug. You know what I mean? And when you see yeah. the imagery, when you see them admitting to putting sexually debased crazy nonsense into their content, like the way she talked about it, I put queer stuff everywhere I could, artificially forcing, unnaturally forcing content for the sake of a political opinion and a political agenda, because that's what it is. You have a political agenda, and part of part of that, and one of the core components of that is anti-free speech. We're going to put this everywhere, and you can't say anything, to which I contend... Bullshit. I will always say whatever I want to say. If it costs me my job, so be it. Never will you concede, or do you, should you ever concede any ground to any of these freaking perverts on the pretense that I'm scared of what anybody else might think. That's what got us into the position that we're in now with free speech. S- always say what's on your mind, dude. Convenient or not, dude. If if you come at me with some, and again, sometimes it's tactful that some things are better left unsaid. But when it's to the level of this gender-bending, this crazy sexually-based nonsense, where we're going to see one next, you're a pervert, you're sick, you need help, get the away from me. So, that's Disney. What do you think? That's uh, scary because, um, you know... Are you the one that went to Disney? We have been there... Yes, yes. We used to go every two years. You went last year, didn't you? We went in 2020. Oh, so this would have been the year that we were supposed to go, but we're not going. Why? Uh, my oldest daughter wants to go to Universal instead. Isn't that same thing? What Universal? Yeah. No, that's not Disney. It's not. Aren't they connected or affiliated or something? I don't think so. Oh. Now Universal Studios is yeah. uh, that's more like uh, that's not completely child themed. Yeah. Universal Studios, like Jaws, would be there. Like, I don't want to go to any of those things down there in Orlando, but and um, I just don't know. I mean, I, I yeah, I don't think there are any connection. Like with Disney, you have like the, I'm not a music enthusiast. I'm not a movie enthusiast. Like I, I mean, I really I'm. I'm speaking Wait, there's a lot of the things I that know. I don't know. Like I, I know like the the Magical Kingdom, the Epcot Center. Um, what one of the I went to I went to Disney when I was like twelve years old. And then I actually went on a business trip when, like, 11 years ago. I've never been to Disney, ever. Yeah, was, there was a convention down there when I no, was, never, and never I went there. 11 years ago. I've been to Six Flags Over Georgia. Does that count? Yeah, same thing. I remember at that time they had the Mind Bender. And, uh, was Zelensky there? See the Mind Bender? Yeah. No, he was too short. He oh. was too short to ride. So he was the knee bender. Maybe. Uh, it, there was there were some questionable videos about him, potentially. Uh, so, yeah, that's our uh, Disney story for the day. And this week in Idiot Cross-Dressing Confused, more on pervert, Democrat, nutjob, wackos. But don't despair. The show is not quite over yet. We have more perversion for you before we close this out. Hmm. <sighs> This is on biz, bizpackreview.com. We have a video for you. So let me see that headline reversal. Outrage when ABC invites on mother who says her child communicated transgenderism at the earliest moment. Yay. So let's just give this thing a listen. 
work that we all know that we all still need to do, and we are here for it 150%. Now, you and your husband were known as the parents of four boys in your community before Chazzy transitioned. So what was that transition like for you as a parent? And what is your advice to other parents who are on a similar journey? So when Chazzy, our daughter, when she really started to communicate to us, and that was at the earliest moment that she actually had words and language um, to communicate to us who she truly was, um, we were a little surprised because we didn't expect it. And then as we just literally raised her, supported her, just like all parents do, raising, you know, we're teaching her the right values, we're teaching her to give back. You know, one of her favorite things in the world to do is to volunteer and be in service to others. You know, that surprise evolves into something just really cool and important. And and that is the realization that she's our daughter. And so what I would say to all of those parents out there and all the folks, by the way, millions of folks still in our country who say they've never met a transgender or non-binary young person, I would say this. I would say these children are here and they are wonderful. And all, all it takes is love. Jen Grosshandler of the Gender Cool Project. We appreciate keep, it, Jen. Going, Thank keep you. Going, keep going. Diana, a, a huge thanks to our Diane Macedo for that very important. Very important story. One of the things I felt myself doing was pulling my head back away from this projector screen because that woman was so freaking psychotic and disturbing. Like, you can tell. Like, you are completely mental. You are a psychopath. Like, the... The expressions and like the the affirmation, like the shaking and the, the eyebrow movement and the 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 uh, like the eye changes, like you're psychotic. Then the picture with the whole you know family, you could tell the husband the husband was an effeminate little twerp that allows her. Like it's it's very very obvious. You wanted a daughter. You're oh you were known as the the mother of four boys, Chazzy. Chazzy's a jazzy name. So you made one a girl. So what's the story behind that? Well, I'm going to read that to you. To mark the International Day of Transgender Day of Visibility. We didn't talk about this the other day no. because Joe Biden did. Like they, dude, that's, it's amazing. ABC News invited the mother of four sons to talk about the, quote, surprise when at the earliest moment that she had words in language, one of her boys told her he was a girl. Right. Jen Grosshandler, we could just we'll just call her Jen Gross from here on out, is the mother of Chazzy, her son, who now identifies as her daughter. She also happens to be an activist and the executive director, co-founder of the Gender Cool Project, which identifies as a, quote, inspiring disruptor, working with corporations like Nike, NBC Universal, that owns Universal Studios, probably, where Reverso is going to go. This win, whatever. General Mills and a host of others to promote positive stories of transgenderism. In her appearance on ABC News, Gross... Actually, it's not going to be Gross, and it's not, not going to be Gross Handler. It's going to be Gross Biatch. Gross Biatch has asked Diane Macedo to talk about her experience. You and your husband were known as the parents of four boys. She said while gesturing air quotes in your community before Chazzy transitioned. 
So what was the transition like for you as a parent, and what is your advice to other parents who are on a similar journey? So when Chazzy, our daughter, grows center, explained his mother, oh, goodness. Yes, and then you heard the rest. So, yeah, she's a, a activist for the sick stuff, so... Which which one do you which which part do you think came first the activism or the the tranny kid the activism the activism yeah. came first and you chorus this poor and that's the thing like uh, th- these are beautiful children oh yeah sure they are and the kid a, didn't stand a chance right and a psychopath sick twisted demented whack job like you spoiled your kid's brain do you understand the level of psychological work that would have to be done to undo what you've just did to this kid you idiot. That kid never stands a chance. For for you to fulfill some weird, sick need for attention for yourself to garner and curry favor with these other freaking wackos. This is disgusting. It's disturbing. And think about it, dude. Like, there was a meme I also posted on Instagram that I saw that I liked. And it, which, when people are talking about, um, you know, oh, if you homeschool your kids, you're not being, they're not being socialized. This is the shit they want to socialize your kids with at school. This is the socialized Society that they, they, this is the socialization that they want to put on your children is socializing with these wackos, dude. And the other things you see in the news, man, I think I'm all set. So that, uh, what did you think about it? That's, that's disturbing. And um, kind of what's weird about this is so there's a person I work with, which I just found out probably within the last week. Cause I always thought they were gay, honestly. Well, I found out it used to be, a girl and it transitioned to a man. So it's been taking all these pills and stuff, you know, it has a beard and all this stuff, but still kind of looks, you know, like feminish ish. What? No, I'm not. Whew. Thank you. Okay. All right. So they were talking about being off because they had a off work. Cause they had a hysterectomy because they want to, you know, how old <laughs> is this person? Um, uh, Maybe twenties. Do I know him? No, 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 no. See, that just proves, no matter how hard you want to change who you are, and who God made you, you can't. So they went through with the hysterectomy, and, and they were talking, and uh, kind of found it disturbing that, you know, we have two different kinds of insurance. You know, you can do ninety ten, eighty twenty, and then you pay the difference. Well since they had this transition, the insurance paid for this hysterectomy 100%. It's a preferential treatment for being yeah. a weirdo. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't they just pay for a psychological evaluation? I don't know. But, yeah, so it was covered 100%, nothing out of pocket for them. But, you know, if you go and have a gallbladder taken out or something, you're paying, you're paying something out of pocket. But if you want to go have a hysterectomy because you want to be a male when you're a female, it's 100% covered. Speaking of paying out of pocket, they said Juicy Smollett might go back to jail and he'll be paying out of prison pocket. <laughs> yeah, And that's our show for this <laughs> evening. I'll see myself out. <laughs> have a good evening, everyone, and uh, join us next week. Thank you for listening. And if you want to get in touch with us and tell us who you thought did the best introduction for this week in Idiot Cross-Dressing, Confused Moron, Perverted Democrat, Not Job Wackos, and you were scared by Buford's, you can email us at info at bcblpodcast.com. And please give us a review, share, like, and visit our Instagram. Thank you, everyone. Truthful radio. No, you can't sing about it. They'll show you the door.
Cause Nashville ain't got any balls anymore They cast you aside, hope you'll tuck tail and leave But you ain't ever met an old boy quite like me Well, I'd rather be real than put on a fake show But that's too true for radio 